Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nick Frazier Podcast. I have on today with me, as usual, Trey Ernst. What's going on? And uh, like I was saying before the pod started, everybody knows this guy. He's come on multiple times, brings hot topics, as usual. And then also got another guy, Brian McDowell, who is a new guy on this episode and future What's up? episodes to come. What's up, podcast fans? There you go. And then Alex Jarkland. There you Hello. go. How y'all doing? There you go. There's good old Bobby, as we call him. And then, I can't forget, last but not least, Jack McDowell, Brian's little brother. Howdy. <laughs> Brian uh, brought his brother because uh, we're going to talk about some other things on another pod, and uh, we're going to backlog some bad boys before everybody goes back to school. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of hard doing the pod with just one person, and it's good to have guests. Yeah. So hopefully when the new equipment comes in, it'll be a lot easier. Can't wait. Exactly. I'm ready to do this. So today we are going to cover uh, a lot of sports as usual. Um, people that enjoy the podcast that have varieties of different people, uh, that those are coming as well. Um so yeah, don't don't feel like it's just sports, 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 which it should be. But you know, keep those others that are entertained that are not sport fans. So uh, yeah, this is the Nick Frazier podcast. Welcome. Uh, this is the best Nashville-based podcast grows organically as possible. Um, I don't know any other podcast that. Oh, I do, but we all know this is the best one to listen to, right, guys? Of course, of mm, course. absolutely, there for sure. Exactly. All right, so we're gonna start off today with a little housekeeping around the sports world first the MLB just started back and there is a very very big name in the MLB that is from the Nashville land my guy Overton alum an Overton alum Mookie Betts uh, a good a good I wouldn't say family friend but there's been some baseball history with my brother and him go ahead and brag a little bit (laughs) all right all right I will before (laughs) you know became a excuse me guys one second the St. Louis Cardinals just hit a home run and, uh, yeah, I'm a big Cardinals fan, and this is beautiful. Beautiful to see. Good, good way to start off the season. Um, but back to the story here. Uh, Mookie and my brother played at Una uh, before it was a football little situation over there. Uh, and so did I. Just saying, so did I. Yeah. And uh, they played travel ball together. Mookie was probably the best all-around athlete I've ever seen on the diamond. And my dad can contest that as well because my dad coached. And uh, Mookie could pitch. He could hit. He could play the infield, play the outfield. Whatever you needed on the field, Mookie was there. And, I mean, sure, it was like, you know, little kid league, whatever, but they played all the way up into their teens before high school started. Your and then, brother, right? You yeah. Had, your brother played with Mookie Betts. Yeah, my brother played with Mookie Betts all throughout their childhood, all the way up to high school. And your father coached them, correct? Yes, wow. my father did coach wow. them. Not a big deal. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no not big a big deal, deal at all. Um, people that are in the Nashville area that don't know that, now you do. Um <laughs> People that don't know Mookie Betts, look him up. You'll understand why. He just signed a big deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers for $365 million for over 12 years. So he's, he's there for a good old dozen amount of time there. I mean, I'm, I think I might be the only baseball guy here, but god dang. The only baseball I'm a fan of is Ken Murphy pretty much now ever uh, <laughs> since I gave up my baseball career. Yeah, that's valid. That is totally valid. Um, but yeah, just want to give a little side note there. Uh, there's no soccer news for the pod today because Nashville SC, like I said last time with Trey, they're not in the MLS's back tournament. Uh, looking forward to next season. Uh, I think they'll be really good next season. They have a lot of good talent that wasn't exposed this year. It's good to hold on to it until next year and then really be a force to reckon with. 
Um, what else we got going on here? Uh, we talked a little MLB to Nashville a little bit last episode. Not hockey's coming back yeah. soon. Hockey NBA is coming is, back. NBA is back now. We uh, we briefly talked hockey last bit of the pod. Brian, would you like to elaborate on the Preds? Uh, well, hockey in general, this is going to be probably the most hectic, crazy playoff. So for gamblers, it's going to be uh, just by far the best season to watch. And because of the format, it's going to bring in a lot of fans. Regarding the Preds, they've just been a huge X factor this season. We don't really know what we're going to get as they'd have a mix of young guys and veterans and an older goalie that's getting towards the end of his career. So this may be one of the last pushes, but with how the team has played, actually anything could happen. But them being in the Central may be a little bit of a benefit if they end up making it far enough because uh, the Central has been a little bit weaker than the Pacific teams. Now, I want to get your little point of view on the Soros-Pekka situation. I've been watching the pressers, like I mentioned in the last episode with Trey. I'm getting a bad vibe from it. I don't think Peck is going to be the starting, starting between the pipes. So what this, do you, what do you this think? is a uh, common theme that's happened with a few teams, like the Capitals did it when they had Holpe, the best goalie regular season, but he struggled towards the end, so they put in the fresh guy. It didn't work out for them. But for the Penguins, who recently won a Stanley Cup with Matt Murray, their defensive team were struggling because they had a very weak roster and a very bad goalie, but they were bailed out by a young guy, Matt Murray. And it seems that because of like these few chances, a lot of uh, hockey fans decide to blame the goalie for their losses, and especially with Pekka having knee issues and being older and struggling the regular season, a lot of the newer fans are saying that they should stick with Saros as he did have a bigger year and better year. But with how good Pekka has been from the past few postseasons, I would just stick with him and give him at least another year before he has to uh, call it quits. And with his playoff experience, I just think you have to leave him in and you just can't ditch a goalie that's built your franchise from where it is now. Yeah. Jack, would you like to elaborate? Uh, yeah, I I'm, I think they'll start Saros uh, because when we made that run to the Stanley Cup, Pekka was pretty shaky. Yeah. They, they pulled him probably four times. And so I don't, I don't know how he's going to do it in the playoffs. Yeah. He's getting up there. I think he's 38. Yeah, he, he's so. up there in age. You know, I to me, oh, yeah. and he's yeah, had he's a bunch of knee surgeries, and he's a tall goalie, so he already yeah. has knee problems. See, like with I'll Brian's with situation, I understand. Like, you want to go with experience, mm-hmm. and Pekka's been decently. And the consistent. Capitals did the same thing, and it kind of bit him. They right. uh, in the first round, I think it was against the uh, Penguins. One of the years they lost, in the, or maybe the Rangers when they got upset in the first round. They started. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They Holpe. He was the one of the Vesna candidates' best team in the regular season, but he got. At the end of the year, he got hurt and came back and was shaky, put in the rookie. Maybe a, I don't know if he's a rookie, but one of his first like full seasons, and he struggled. and uh, yeah, It didn't really go well, so it's a big risk throwing in a younger guy, especially in a playoffs, and especially without having like games to like get Saros like, prepared. But we'll see. It, whatever decision they make, it, like the fans are – there's going to be a lot of push from the media and fans. Yeah, and I need to say as well, it's not all the goal goalie's keepers. fault. Yeah, yeah not exactly. Because yeah. there's one player in mind I have thinking – that has not performed as well as it should have mm-hmm. is Matt Duchesne. Yeah, and Ryan Johansson. Oh, yeah. The Preds have had a lot of veterans that – it all started with Wayne Simmons when he came. and just There's a lot of veterans that really need to uh, pick it up, and uh, the Preds are relying on them, and they just were not there at many uh, times in the season. Yeah. So. Would, would Forsberg be in that category? He definitely hasn't panned out as he hasn't, I thought they would have. Yeah, but he's supposed to be that I mean, goal scorer in yeah, the last playoffs. The, yeah, the top he, goal scorer was um, 
slipping my mind right now. I forgot his name. It was R- R- Rocco Grimaldi, yeah, Rocco Grimaldi. who had three. Like this, the shortest player. Yeah, he was. Know. He didn't have a locker. He he wasn't was even a, on the team. He was yeah. called up. So, Fellow I mean, Paisano, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he uh, came in and kind of had to carry the offense because a lot know, of the scores just disappeared. Which hockey's a very streaky sport, but in the playoffs, you got to have some of your top paid players. Consistency. Yeah, consistency is huge because yeah. hockey's a game of run, so you got to have consistent players, and the that's what it's kind of was the Preds' uh, issue last year. And this season, they were very streaky. So we'll see uh, in the playoffs how it turns out. Yeah, I think it's going to be one to watch because with this schedule coming up with this qualifiers or whatever mm-hmm. it is, their game's almost every day, and they're yeah. back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that there's not a lot of break time between mm-hmm. these games, and I think it's like one every other day kind of thing. So yep. there's no travel time with nope. the airplanes and whatnot. It's – so yeah, keeping them. Another issue with the Preds, they're gonna have to if they want to keep Pegler, have to keep him fresh with all these quick games. A lot of the older goalies are really gonna have issues staying fresh. Yeah, and you know also with Ryan Ellis being healthy, because you know there was mm-hmm. that time this season where he wasn't, wasn't healthy. He yeah. got hurt real bad in the Winter Classic. And they and, need him. He yeah. is the leader of their second power play unit and a very important key defender for that team. That's another yep. thing they need to pick up is the power play. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. been down like the whole franchise of the Preds. But <laughs> and that's why we got yeah. that assistant coach yeah, well, from yeah. uh, like the WCHL mm-hmm. or something like that. It was, uh, I think, the WHL, but uh, power yeah. play, supposed to focus on the power play, and they're just uh, just not working. And the power play is such an important, like, oh yeah. It uh, not only does it give you easy goals, it's a big momentum swing. Not only if you score, but if you don't score, it's momentum for the other team. Mm-hmm. So they're just, it's a very important part of hockey. And speaking of momentum, like, it's just going to be a lot harder because there's not fans there. And mm-hmm. we all know the Preds have a huge fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hockey town now. It's not mm-hmm. a football oh, – it is a football well, town. town. Hang on. It is hang a football on, town. Hang on yeah, hang on. What are you saying? <laughs> it is a football town, but obviously hockey, it's flourished more. It's a close football. second. Yeah, it's yeah it is a, a very, very close, close second. second. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's, it definitely can – I mean, then again, I mean, the Titans haven't had a home playoff game in who knows how long. It's been, been a while. It's been a while, so yeah. – I mean, just Kerry imagine. Collins. <laughs> I mean, just just imagine a Titans home playoff game right now with downtown Broadway. How it filled up for the Stanley Cup. Like, imagine if there was a Super Bowl. Like, if we would made it to the Super Bowl. Oh man. Far. I mean, we almost made it that far. Why yeah. not? AFC Championship game. That's one, we were one game away. They were. Hey, we beat Lamar. They beat the MVP. They beat the goat. And All they Tom, had to do yeah. was beat the. The, the next GOAT <laughs> and the guy that's going to win the next Super Bowl for the next I feel like years. this would be a perfect time to switch over. We're done with hockey here. Um, let's kind well, of touch wait, upon How far do you think the Preds are going to go? Hmm. Realistically. Well, as of now, let's just, we'll just do a projection. As of now, if the first round game is Arizona and if they win that, they play Edmonton. <laughs> so <laughs> Arizona has been a franchise that has struggled, but they have made a lot of big trades. They've gotten yeah. Phil Kessel, Taylor Hall. They have a great young defenseman, Clayton Keller. So... They're a, not going to be an easy team, but if they mm-hmm. win that, then they have to play Edmonton, who is who by spanked far, them like ten. Yeah, Edmonton has Edmonton has probably ten, the, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was game. like five two, and all five were from two players. It was like the, ten. It was yeah. like when they got to like nine. Uh, well, there was one game <laughs> was I'm referring crazy. to where Edmonton won five one or five two, and all five goals were from the same two players, the two best players in the league currently. Oh, yeah. And the one uh, Connor McDavid is a he's had a few MVP candidates, probably has a, definitely a few nominations. And oh, this yeah. year, uh, Drysaddle lit it up. The uh, other, the German player who's lit it up uh, when McDavid was hurt, carried the team and is now an MVP candidate this year. And those two players are probably the two best players in the NHL right now. Yeah. And the Preds have completely struggled with them, can't slow mm-hmm. them down. And I mean, no one can, but if the Preds manage to beat Phoenix, it would be a very difficult series against Edmonton. All right. So final yeah. take here, Jack, if the Preds stay healthy, can they do it? 
Uh, I've got a couple bets saying that they will, but uh, I think that's overly optimistic. I okay. think they're out uh, within the first two rounds. Okay. Brian, we're just going to go down the line here. Uh, so I do think they would beat Phoenix, and me and uh, my brother actually have a bet he thinks Phoenix will make it out of the first series. Arizona. Or Arizona, same thing. No one cares because they're a pretty useless <laughs> hockey city. But um, Shots I think they would Arizona. beat Phoenix, but I think if they played Edmonton, they would they would just get smoked. Like okay. Edmonton's offense is just very overpowered. We're they're just Pekka to pull off some. They did, but even if Pekka's good, it's the Preds' offense has just yeah, been missing so half slow. the season. And just yeah, I mean they don't Can't have a lot of speed. Like the they're not necessarily person. physical. They're kind of in a weird spot where they're not fast, but they're not like big, and they just aren't getting it done. Yeah, so. right, Bobby. I definitely do. I'm kind of worried about uh, Arizona Coyotes. They've been kind of hot this season. Definitely an underrated team. Yeah, like very underrated. They've always been kind of an, uh, well, last season they weren't too great, but definitely I, they're going to struggle. I, and if, I hate to say first round exit, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little more optimistic and probably yeah, Edmonton's going to close them out. All right, second round. Yeah. Trey, I'm with Brian here. I really just don't think that the Preds on offense have been. So no up one's to saying bar. Preds win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> no. So Nick hasn't gone yet. I think, I think, I think <laughs> it is hockey. That's why I think it happened. Yeah, it as hockey. it's the most yep, unpredictable sport and has the craziest bounces. But yep. at least when the Pre- when the Preds made the run, they were an underdog and they got hot at the right time yeah. at the end of the season. And the Pekka Preds was were an absolute wall. Like he said, no, but the, no yeah, pucks are going in the net. The Preds just didn't click. And I don't they know. We'll clicked. see. Yeah, they are not clicking. So yeah, I'm with Brian. I, I could see him making it out the first, but then the second, no way. But, I need to score some more goals, mm-hmm. yeah. Mr. Frazier. Well. Here's my take on this. If the stars do align, and I mean, if they do align, if we see the Big <laughs> Dipper the or something, <laughs> if we see the Big Dipper, I'm the telling you. If the heavens open up. The, I think if the heavens open up, the Preds, the the they can do it. Line. But the only problem is if they do get to the finals, I'm worried about Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a, yeah, I don't even think Yeah, I'm things. a uh, Bruins fan, so if we'd have, that's the one team that I think the Bruins would beat any team easily except Tampa Bay because they have probably four – Potential 40-goal scorers. They have two of the best defensemen in the league, one of the best goalies, but offensively loaded. They're the fastest-paced team, like, scoring just left and right. Like, I mean, their third center would be a – their third center, Braden Point, would start on probably 80% of the leagues as their first center. Then they have – they absolutely fleeced Montreal getting Sergeyev, one of the best young defense. And they have Hedman, who's a six-foot-six freight train with an offensive just everything, hands, shot, like – a fantastic goalie, just depth everywhere. They got veterans. They got the New York Rangers old captain, Ryan McDonough, just loaded everywhere, talent just everywhere. And it's past few years haven't been their years in the playoffs, but, I mean, eventually they have to win from just how loaded and they have experience. There's just no way. It's they're, Eventually they have to win with how much talent they have. Yeah. So you're calling the Boston Stanley Cup. You think they're going to do it this year? If Boston would beat Tampa Bay, yes. Yes, they, they do. They beat them last year, didn't they? No, last year Tampa Bay got swept. The The Bruins made it to the Stanley Cup last year. Do we need to clarify clarify that he's a Bruins fan? I know he's a Bruins fan. I mean, I'm just saying for everyone else listening. Brian McDowell is an explicit Boston Bruins fan. Yes. Fair weather. Fair weather. weather. This guy guy became a Preds fan when they got good. So now he's a Coyotes fan. And has a a McDavid jersey to make it even worse. (laughs) Oh, man. Shots fired. What about you, Jack? Who thinks winning the Stanley Cup? Um, I really want to say Edmonton, but I don't. I don't think they have the defense or goal. Ta- yeah, their goaltending defense. I don't know Hellebuck's not too bad. Yeah, but so, he's not goal. He's not uh, well, Stanley Cup goalie. I could. I'm. My prediction is going to be Blues again versus um, 
probably either Boston or Tampa Bay. And I think I think it's going to be Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is going to win. Okay. It that would be the Blues were actually one of the best teams in the West this year, but I would just be teams just don't repeat in hockey, they especially with they do have but their team got hot so quick, and they had just some horrible players that got hot, like Dunn, and their goalie got was uh, Colin their Dunn goalie got Hall hot. They and they even had like Ryan O'Reilly. They had Hater. very good players that just played unreal. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I think they definitely reached their peak, and their players played completely yeah, out of their minds. I don't see the Blues repeating for sure. And even in Game Seven against the Bruins, they solely won that game because their goalie, the Bruins, outshot them like sixteen to four in the first period. And of course, their goalie saved the, the day. But you can't put the puck in the back of the net, though. You're not winning the game. Yep. Well, the goalie. Tarasenko knows how to do that the best. Yeah, that's true. Tarasenko, forty goal scorer yeah. a few seasons ago, so he can really bury the biscuit when it comes down to it. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, now that we've kind of ended our little Stanley Cup thought here let's kind of move on switch gears here uh the nfl mm-hmm. we now i think it's confirmed they're not having any preseason games no, no preseason no pre- yeah. so it, that really hurts a lot of the uh, rookies and the guys that are on the fringe team like yeah. whether they're going to make the 75 like 52 or 54 man roster so it's really going to uh, hurt those guys as well as the rookies aren't going to get playing time so it may affect fantasy in that a lot of these rookies that teams really haven't seen play they may need these rips before the regular season may not get it, so it may. Week one's going to be a mess. Yeah, we, yeah week one's going to be a mess. A lot of the rookies may not know what they're getting into as well as offensive well, coordinators. Well, training camp so. started. Training camp officially started right now, so, I mean, they're, they're going full swing, and they're going to see who – they're going to – I mean, you, they practice hard. I mean, it's not like they're practicing half speed. They'll be able to see um, who's the real deal and not in practice. They'll know. And, like, in, if anything, it might help the rookies. Then if, maybe not the rookie quarterbacks, but, like, a rookie wide receiver, you know, a cor- Cornerback can't really gauge their speed against another one of their cornerbacks. So, uh, and I'm pretty sure they're not doing any more like joint, joint practices anymore either. Yeah. So that's even going to hurt defenses even more with the very heavy offensive focused NFL that we're looking at. Yeah. So I mean, from my point of view, I think that with no preseason games, obviously it's just it's like like penny change to all these NFL mm-hmm. athletes yeah. that are yeah. actually on the roster. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like. Mm, like it's not worth like you, you could easily get hurt you know yeah. so like I, I get it from that standpoint but like what Brian's saying yeah the NFL PAs kind of took advantage of the system because the PAs mostly a lot of uh, well-known players that have a lot of money it's like we don't want to play it's like we had no one like expects you to play like it's other guys that need to like put their name out like Adam Thielen for example went D2 like undrafted like made a name for himself it ties a sharp on the Titans a few years back for mass yeah PMS. Shannon Sharper didn't get yeah. uh, d- didn't get his spot on the team until the fourth quarter of the game five of the preseason in 1990 so there the PA go. doesn't want preseason but a lot of these players really need it and it may end a lot of careers that should not have been ended so. yeah no I, I agree with you and you know kind of kind of delving more into this situation uh, the Titans obviously signed Tannehill and Derrick Henry Mm-hmm. So the fact is now not having any preseason games and people are just eager to see like one or two drives of this offense that we just signed together. So it's like, what, what are we going to expect? We're only going to be able to see it week one and on. And obviously there's going to be a shortened season, right? Mm-hmm. I, I yep. believe that's what they're getting yeah. at. Really? So they wanted, well, they did talk about adding a game. Well, they, well it was... I thought it, they were doing 17 games this they, year. They yeah. made it 17. That's how it was going to be. I don't know how but the I, coronavirus yeah, that, has affected anything. But recently they were talking about shortening it up, shortening it up due mm-hmm. to the Rona. So yeah, I'm, and when I, really I was reading an article about that, and they were talking about you would play your division teams twice, but the uh, instead of the AFC teams playing the NFC teams, they would short, get rid of some of those games since those games aren't as valuable and just more travel in general for the teams. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Back, back to the point I was mentioning is that 
with the Titans signing Tannehill and Derrick Henry, and then obviously great you contract have, for Derrick Henry too. I mean, yeah, I think he understands the situation, yeah, which I'm glad they got him for cheap. Well, I mean, yeah. he signed it for cheap. It's not like he. I guarantee you, he signed like ten and a half million ain't cheap. I mean, that's like what was that? Like fourth highest running back. Yeah, because right I mean, running backs are very replaceable. Yeah, and I mean, some running backs some, that don't understand that they don't understand they're useless. Melvin Gordon Melvin useless. Gordon. <laughs> There's a lot of running backs <laughs> that aren't good that got beat up by their backups and want money and they just yep. don't deserve it for a position that by the time they're 27, by the time they reach about 2,000 carries is when they decline, which is pretty quick, especially when like teams that run the ball like the Titans. There's no point of signing Henry to a long-term deal if. I mean, if you give him the workload he gave. Five years is pretty long. Yeah, that's about it. What is he, 22? Yeah. That's, that's I mean, as about as much as you can give him before he starts declining with exactly, uh, exactly. how physical he runs and just how and the league's become. It. I thought he understood it, too, that with this extra money, we have potential to sign, I don't know, maybe a clowny? Uh, I, just to clarify, the Titans have $24 million mm-hmm. in cap plenty. space that's still plenty. open. Now, I was talking about this before the pod started, before Brian and Jack got here. We talked about this. With obviously Miles Garrett and Clowney are not the same position. We get that. Yeah. But they kind of resemble. They're, same. Edge, they're both edge rushers. Right. Exactly. Like they're both That's what I'm getting at. Now, since he signed that 125 million dollar deal, does that mean? And I mentioned this in the last pod too. Does that mean that Clowney's stock in, in this offseason go up or does it go down? Unfortunately, it does go up. Yeah. Even though he. Is very overrated. He's never had. I think or last year he only had about four sacks or three and a half. Yeah. I wouldn't say and he's he, he wants. He clearly wants a max from clearly underperforming what he wants. On a, he has had great talent around him when he's on the Texans. JJ Watt, besides getting five sacks, like pretty much any average defensive end can do that. Like for what he wants, he's crazy. He's overrated. I'm a Giants fan. I wanted the Giants get him. He said, "I want max. Screw you. You don't deserve it." He's just he doesn't understand his value. He hasn't. He wants to get paid as if he had a career year or a Pro Bowl year, and he hasn't had that yet. He's pretty much wanting to get paid based off his potential because he has a lot of potential with the size. He has a, he had a, a great title from College of South Carolina, but he hasn't reached his potential, and he wants to get paid as if he's had his best season yet, and he hasn't. So okay. I'm very hesitant on signing him, and that's why a lot of other teams are. Yeah. Let me and raise the this injuries are The injuries are the big Yes, yeah, he has an injury concern. He, he has had, and, that's yeah. why he, and that's honestly why he's trying to push hard for this long-term contract. Yeah. He wants to have this long because he knows that he, if he gets injured again, he's probably he might he's be done. done. He might be done. Exactly. I mean, another ACL tear might end his career. So right. he wants to make sure he gets paid. And I, you got to see where he's coming from too. I, and I definitely don't think he's overrated. If he plays a full sixteen games, I easily fifteen sacks in my yeah. opinion. Are you kidding me? I don't know about that. I think so <laughs> easily. Before, hey, before oh, we seven. get into this, Brian, what is what's his high sack? What's his sack rate? Stop right now. His off-season yes. payment, the price tag. What is it to you? No, I, mean, I didn't even play a full season that year. Yeah, but he had J.J. Watt next to him. Okay. If you don't play a full season, it's hard to get more than 10 sacks. So, I mean, you when you have like the MVP games, next to you, it shouldn't be too Brian, hard. what is Jadavion Clowney's price tag right now? If he was sitting right here across from you where I'm sitting, what are you telling so, him right now? What's if, his price tag? So, as a Giants fan, I would say about 16 mil because they're not win now, but the Titans are win now. So, that means you can give them a little bit more. You can pay a little bit of the premium just because you just convenience you need them this season or a seat like another season or two. I'm so, maybe you. 18 or 20 mil, but that's pushing it like really for a a player that he is a difference maker and the titans do are are in win now especially with their division with the texans just screwing over their future (laughs) so uh they are win now especially with Tannehill not being young like henry's gonna be in his prime like their line's about in their prime so with win now mode i would pay a little bit more but not more than 20 that's just too much alex oh i would definitely um 
give him whatever he want, he's asking for. I think the Titans need him. I think the really? Titans would very much love if, – if he can stay healthy for all games, into the playoffs, he's a game, he's a game wrecker. He's someone that the other teams are going to look at and try to game plan for, and that opens up space for your boy Jeffrey Simmons. That opens up space for Correa, and that opens up space for Harry Landry, who also had a pretty decent season last season. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm all for Jadavion Clowney. I see him as super special talent. He's been like that yeah. for every time. He just gets hurt, and that's the biggest issue. I mean, if he gets hurt, like – Like we said, it's just all it's, potential. It's, it's all potential. I, really, I, I see it. If you don't see potential in him, then you Now, there's something crazy. you and Trey – on previous pods ago, I'd say back when the Titans signed Vic Beasley, you there is something I've posted on the pod. It, it says, you and Vic Beasley, it's a very good signing. You said Jeffrey Simmons and Vic Beasley, that's scary. Yeah. Well, is. the good thing about the Vic Beasley signing is it was very, like, cheap. It, it was very cheap, cheap. so there's, like, and if, there's, he, if it doesn't pan out, doesn't okay, pan that's out. fine. Right. Like, and there's a lot of potential. It's, yeah, low risk, high reward is how I saw that, and that was a – Pretty underrated signing as he was a total beast in college. Yeah, so beast in his first two very, seasons. Yeah, very too, underrated. Until he, so he got hurt. That's a signing Injuries that has very concern. little potential. That was like so, a Bill Belichick move. I must very good signing that could have a lot of potential if all things go right. So adding Clowney to all this mix just makes another, it. Pa- another, we need just we adding need gasoline to the, the fire. Exactly, you can't have enough pass rush, especially in the exactly, AFC. Yeah. You need all we the need, pass rush you can get. We okay. need as many pass rushers as they can get. We need the best thing to do against these great quarterbacks that they're seeing is. Make, get get to them and get to them under under three seconds, under four seconds. Yeah, and you're gonna start doing. You're gonna actually make sure Mahomes doesn't roll all all over you. Have people that are faster than Mahomes on the defensive line, which is scary. Right. Okay, Trey. I really want to hear a lot from you right now because you've been sitting here quietly, patiently waiting for your time. Now is your time, please. Thank you. Uh, Javon shouldn't get more than twenty. I think twenty's pushing it. I'd probably I'd be okay if I was the Titans. I'd give him eighteen. Eighteen's perfect. Uh, but he's just an, I feel like he's just like another big name for the defense. Like sell some jerseys. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. And teams will have the game plan for him. It's, but it's just because of his name. It's not because of his production. Or I mean, he's just got to stay healthy too. Like I mean, y'all pretty much covered everything. He's just yeah. got to stay healthy. So say if the Titans were to, theoretically, if they were to sign Jadavian Clowney right now. And going into week one, whoever they're playing, I'm pretty sure it's the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. And uh, say, for instance, they do sign Clowney, and in that, in that Denver locker room, they're game planning for Vic Beasley, Jadavian Clowney, Jeffrey Simmons, like those three alone, big names. Like he was saying yeah, earlier before the pod. Yeah, we just know him because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's our boy. But, I mean, he put up like five sacks in like the three games he played. I'm telling right. you, this guy is for real. He's an if animal. If you don't know who Jeffrey Simmons is, look him up. Look at his – what he did at Mississippi State. The man is a monster. Absolute beast. They got rid of Jarrell Casey for a pro bowler, one of the best times player, for a six-round pick for a reason. They knew they have – I think I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to wreck, wreck havoc for the Titans. He I, I is agree. an absolute – Line mover. Shout out Mississippi State, yeah. D-Line University. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. We I, out here breeding NFL D-Linemen. Chris Jones. Jones just got paid fat. Fletcher Cox with Philly. He's a beast. Parnell McPhee. Yeah. Played for Baltimore. He's good. I know, yeah. I know he is. Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, we, we got plenty more to call. I mean, just naming a few out there. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, we Brian mentioned to me about fantasy football. <laughs> Yes. And, uh, Jack, before we go to fantasy football, is there anything you want to add to what we just spoke? I'm sorry. No, not really. Um, you, you got it? It's Brian all good? Really, Brian really stole the stage. <laughs> Talks the head off. But. Talks the head off. Well, all right. Um, 
You know, I mentioned at the start well, of the pod. talk about uh, the Titans, what do you think? If there's a season. I, I mean, I think there's going to be a season. No, no, yeah, that's what I was going to get at right okay. now is that the Titans, like I was saying before, there's no preseason. So people are eager to see what Tannehill and Derek, if they can repeat what they did last year. Because like Trey was saying, Trey, you want to mention what you're saying about if people start stacking the box on Derek? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. When Chris Johnson ran for 2,000 yeah. yards, they started putting eight people in the box. And then what happened? He did nothing. Yeah. It's just like that. It's the same kind of concern for Derrick Henry, even though they have two completely different styles of running. Yeah. It's still eight people in the box that you got to get through. It's, hard, yeah. it's, it's harder, hard. It's, it's difficult. Harder than we had, you know, Kerry Collins and they had Jake Locker throwing the football. That's just, just not going to work. Right. So it might, it might be a little different this <laughs> and, year with Tannehill. And now they've got AJ right? Brown. And AJ Brown. Breakout wide yeah. receiver. I'm Johnny talking, Smith. Johnny Smith is going to have a great year, in my opinion. The offensive line is stacked. Taylor Lewan. Go ahead, Trey. Tell him. I was gonna say not Corey Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. We've we've had this discussion had on the last pod. Yeah, they didn't pick up his fifth lot. year. We've talked about it a yeah. lot, and I don't want to keep regurgitating it into people's ears. But because we love you, Corey. We do. You Listen. didn't earn shit, Corey. Sorry. <laughs> you really did not earn you. I really hope you have a really good year, but yeah, you did me not too. Earn. We just me too, see. Here's Corey. the thing. We love and, you here. And, and and the Titans franchise. We just want to see something. That we're proud of last we year. We want to see a sixth round pick out of you. That's we, what we want to see. Exactly. We want I mean, to see something sixth overall. Sixth overall. Pick sixth overall. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, sixth overall. I want to see a sixth overall pick out of you because that's what you were. We want to see the reason why we picked you over Jamal, over Jamal Adams. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about we could have had Jamal Adams and Kevin Byard. We yeah. So Super Bowl already. We would have, we would have done beat the, the We've Chiefs. We've talked about it. I know. We have. Yeah. It's. Beat the dead horse, but it come is on, Corey. I love you. Let's, let's pick it up, baby. Yeah. And AJ Brown, like I said. Absolute monster. He's yeah. about to Like Trey said, when they start stacking the box with Derek and there's nothing to do, yeah, there's something to do. Throw it over the top to A.J. Brown. Sir, He's mentioned yes, it multiple times to me off, off the pod. Yeah. I, it, it's going to happen. I think so, too. And I think also with Khalif Raymond, who, who actually started coming on at the end of the year in the playoffs, that big touchdown at the start of the second half with Ryan Tannehill – Huge momentum builder right there. It was there. before the second half. Oh, was it was like before? Sorry. Pick. It was like right after that pick. Yeah, yeah, that's pick. right, that's right. But, like, the fact Deep is, ball. is that, like, when you carry momentum at the end of the season, let's see if you can carry it into the next season. You know yeah, what I mean? Part. So I don't know. I think Vrabel's a good coach. I feel like he's doing a good job for the te- for the team. He's keeping a good uh, keeping a good atmosphere down, down here. So and don't good. forget your boy from App State, Evans. Darlington mm-hmm. Evans. That dude, he's going to be good. I think he's gonna be good. He could, he could compliment. He could be a very good compliment to Derrick Henry. Yeah, I That's think third down back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mentioned the other day. It's like a perfect replacement for Deion Lewis, or what mm-hmm. the Titans are trying to fill. This guy doesn't have much, much injury on him. I feel like his joints are a lot better than Deion, and yeah. he's, you know, a lot shiftier. <laughs> and like we mentioned before, he ran a punt return back on Penn State. Kick return. Abs- yeah, kick return. Excuse me, kick return on he's Penn got State. Speed. He's got it. Well, he Darren can, Sproles type. He can be that punt returner we need too. Yeah, because you know I mean? we thought that was a Dory, but now they're kind of just not risking him. Which, I mean, I've been giving a lot of crap on a Dory, but apparently, I mean, he had a pretty decent season for what, what it's worth. I mean, cornerback's probably the second hardest job on the whole on the whole team. Statistically, he had a good season. Yeah. Um, it's, he's never, like, he's not getting the picks. He's not getting, he's not punt returning anymore, which is kind of why we wasted a high-round pick on him so he can do multi, but... Since he had a little bit of injury concern, we just kind of kept on the cornerback and a little undersized. But if he can hold it strong again with the new pickup of Christian Fulton, which is steal in the late second round. And podcast guest Chris Jackson out of Marshall. Dude's yeah. really good, by the way. Good late dude. round gym, by the way. Hopefully this Adore situation, though, will 
show owners and teams that drafting athletes from college is just stupid, just like my Giants. They have Jabril Peppers. Great. He was a college athlete. He played a lot of positions. But in the NFL, you have to specialize in one position. It's happened with a lot of players, like Tavon Austin, for example. They don't have one like particular position, and it really screws them over because in the NFL, with how competitive each position is, you have to stick to one. You can't be like a variable. It just doesn't work like that. And yeah. uh, these, a lot of these athletes just need to stick to one and get great at that. Go ahead, Trey. Go. I was gonna say it's a rare breed. Like I feel like Josh Cribs and Devin Hester, but, but they were they really weren't good. But receivers. they were, yeah, but exactly. they were solely kick right, return. Yeah. I'm talking about like defensive, that's a, that's mainly defensive kinda, players, yeah. especially like I mean, mainly Jabril Pepper. So I'm a Giants fan, and he he's good, but he like doesn't fit in in a lot of spots. So and, what about uh, that, that's hurting Simmons then? Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, or what do you think he's gonna be? At? So Simmons is different because oh, the way different. the he's different because he's a he's played a linebacker his whole life. So is he an athletic linebacker? Yes. Does he fit the NFL now as is a pass happy offense? Yes, yeah. because he's a he's a cover, cover linebacker, linebacker that is an outside rusher and that's what the steal. NFL is bit to like so he is a different breed as in he's like a hybrid linebacker that can fit in almost any system especially with the Cardinals. So I'm with you guys. Sorry. I was on my phone. Mm-hmm. I should not be doing that during the pod. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do some business along with more business on this, all right? <laughs> Trying to expand the brand. <laughs> um, yeah, so Titans, a lot of expectation as they usual. Got, they got a lot of, yeah. Lot uh, of everything people. with Nashville, it's growing. A lot yeah. of expectation with sports teams. Um, what else is there? Oh, I forgot. We think the Titans, so like, like I said, the season does happen. Like I, I think it does. I think all y'all think it's going to happen. I oh, mean, yeah. These guys are grown men playing for grown man money. They're going to want their money. Um, so, I'm, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be a season uh, – what do y'all think the Titans go? I'm I'm not saying another nine and seven season. I think so. Here, here's where I come in, wins. and we'll transition kind of to the other subject about the AFC South. So the AFC South is pretty much just a two-headed race. The Texans are out of the picture. Their defense is underrated. I mean, uh, not underrated, overrated. Their defense was just not as good as people say, yeah. as they just have too many injuries, older people. Their offensive line's just awful. They don't have weapons. They're going to rely on. Completely injury-prone glass players in offense. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, David Johnson. Like David Johnson looked like he was walking last time he played football. You have <laughs> Cooks, who's actually one concussion away. Fuller, who hasn't played more than like one game in a season. Like they're just. I mean, Deshaun Watson can only do so much. So yeah. it's pretty much up to the Colts and the Titans. Don't forget about David Johnson. <laughs> David, no, I said David Johnson. Oh, okay. oh he, he's one of the injury-prone guys that looked like yeah. he was walking last year when he came back. Oh, I thought you said Brandon Johnson. No, no, Wayne. David Johnson. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the Texans pretty much traded Hopkins for Cooks and Johnson, which just doesn't make sense. You yeah. got an injury-prone receiver who's small, who's talented when he's out there. He's just always hurt. The David Johnson, who's just horrible season. And then, of course, right when he, right when they get rid of him or they stop playing him, Chase Edmonds' total scrub looks good. Then Kenyon Drake, who's always been average, looks great. So it just shows, like yeah. – David Johnson, just his knees are dead. He's slow. Like I don't know. The t- I do not know where the Texans are going. They so really, uh, they didn't really have a, that yeah. good of a too draft. Too much power. But, too much power. Bill yeah. O'Brien, too much power right there. The defense right. is. It's not Belichick. Yeah. It's not let's, Belichick. Let's think here. All right, Trey. Anything you have to say about that? What do you think, no? what do you think the Titans? What do you think the Titans? Older JJ Watt, older Whitney Merciless. Texans so going down. Titans. I mean, they should go like eleven five. They yeah. they really they should go. Maybe ten and six. I mean, I will say the Titans have the. They have a pretty easy schedule. Pro football folks have the third easiest schedule. They don't have a hard schedule. But the number one easy schedule is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the only thing they got to worry about is the Colts. Colts, I mean, I I get it. Phillip Rivers is not good. He is not going to bring that team anywhere. So, like, I just don't see the Colts. I feel like he's the same. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Go on, Jack, (laughs) Disagreeing. Jack, we're going to go. The Titans will not finish first. 
Really? I am on the side of Jack, and I will give what? my I will give no. my evidence and points and reasoning. So we've already mentioned the Colts have the easiest schedule. schedule yeah. They're getting a fantastic defensive lineman in uh, DeForest Buckner Parker. from San Fran. They're getting Xavier Rhodes, who had a very rough season, yeah. but two years ago was so. But once again, like Vic Beasley, really jump somewhere and get better. They usually just keep going. But was on a horrible. But he we'll was see. Not on a horrible team. He was no, on the, no horrible secondary. Great front eight, but uh, so we'll see. It's like but the Vic Beasley thing. Like, okay, he can. Off, they fall so off. let me so, get this but, straight. You're saying the Titans are not going to finish top of the division, right? And you're correct. with him on that, right? I think the Colts and also so easiest division. Their defense is very much improved. Their offense has an, one of the best offensive lines. No argument there. Offense is yeah. yeah. Quinn Nelson, Juggernaut. They okay. we're in a pro football focus. Yeah. Actually, number one offensive line. Yeah. So and Philip Rivers definitely is not good. Not saying he's. But Trevor Brissett was horrible. He had under 20 touchdowns. Like just, right. It's understandable. He wasn't bad, but he's – How so, did Phillip Rivers have? Probably more than that, but like triple the picks, though. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> but uh, so the thing with Colts, though, is not only did they do they have – like they have some good receivers. They drafted first-round pick Paris Campbell last year, T.Y. Hilton. They drafted Michael Pittman, who is a Pac-12 beast, led right. the Pac-12 receivers in touchdowns, receptions, yards. There's a lot of potential there. Yes, like not the to mention they yeah. had a very solid running back, Marlon Mack, with a great line. And they bring in a like a – Two-time Heisman finalist, beast out of you just dominated the Big Ten. Who's Deion Sanders? So he's one of the best running backs he's ever seen. So you'd have a great line with just a great run game and a good defense, just like the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have to throw much. I think the Colts are going to be similar, and that they're yeah. just relying on the run and defense. And uh, also, so another reason why I don't think the, Tex- the Titans are going to win is they did take a huge hit losing Conklin. They lost Casey and Ryan. But they they, they, so, they replaced Conklin with one with of your boys. Yes, with the rookie. Yes, with one of your boys, Brian. You just threw some gasoline on the fire. Please. But a rookie explain. is not going to just – you can't expect – as a Giants Conklin's fan, we have – He was incredible. As a no, Giants no, fan, no, no, we get no, no, all these linemen Brian, every Brian, year. Brian, and we Brian, Brian. Lyman, I'm stopping you right Lyman's the hardest position to transfer in the NFL. So you can't just expect – You're telling me your boys aren't going to be good? He will, but not as good as Conklin was last year. It's going to be a downgrade was my point. It's going to be going to be a downgrade. Conklin was almost a pro bowler. You can't expect a rookie to – first year he was like a pro. He was all pro. You can't expect a rookie. That's just too – that's being unrealistic. How many – Conklin came out on all pro. That's one. How many, though? Why can't you – Brian, you were ragging on someone that went to the – I know he's awesome, but – you're, because you're, left, wow, and, I'm shocked. I'm I know shocked. I'm shocked Be- too. But I'll, because left and right tackle is the hard. It's the most. Uh, it's the hardest position to transfer from yeah. college to the NFL. As a Giants fan, we have had like eight left tackles suck. Eric but Flowers, see, the best one in ACC, sucked. Nate Solder, just horrible. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I like, get you there. I get you there. But what I'm trying to say, and obviously I'm probably gonna get some terrible rap for this, but. The Titans just signed Dennis Kelly this offseason. He will be a great replacement. He, be, he can go anywhere. He's like a glue guy. He can he's go a anywhere. He's very lineman, versatile. Which I think is yeah. perfect for the Titans situation right now. And I think with his experience, because he made a huge impact. Mm-hmm. He last was. He was with great the when there are injuries. I think he can with go him and, and Isaiah Wilson just going in and out rotating, it could work perfectly fine. I, I don't think there's going to be a problem at all with that. That's my opinion. And obviously, this is all. And another, I get it, Trey. I please go on. I think I mean the Titans are gonna finish first in the division. I just give them the reason. Philip Rivers is the reason. There's no way. So that's all you need. Also, though, <laughs> Philip exactly. Rivers is their quarterback. That's all you gotta say. I mean, yeah, like when's the last and losing solid, like Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard is one of the best linebackers. Malik like, Hooker's yeah, they nice. but they're Who are their corners. Xavier Rhodes and no one, no yeah, one. Xavier but they don't. Xavier Rhodes is not good. Awful year last year. He, yeah, he was horrible. Yeah, but I do remember two years ago when the Giants played him. He clamped out Delia, held Delia to twenty-three yards. Yeah, so I'm not saying he's going to be a Pro Bowl, but let's let's just say middle ground. He's an okay, better corner. AJ than Brown had. versus Xavier Rhodes will be fun to watch. But the issue with AJ, AJ Brown, Brown though is how many targets will he get a game? Like four? Like 
That's oh, the no, issue, though. Is hopefully more than four. Go on, Trey. It just depends on how the Titans play this year, yeah. right? Because Tannehill spreads well, the ball be, around. Because, so. I mean, they're not going to be given – I mean, you can give the ball to Derek 25 times a game, but I mean, that's, that's you're going to have to start throwing the ball. Hey, and losing Logan Ryan also is – yeah, he was a very underrated. He was he great. Was. Like but he's see, just a thing. Malcolm Butler Ryan departing from the Titans. And don't get me wrong. Malcolm Butler's I'm not, also I'm not trying to be biased about this, but yes, Chris Jackson and Chris Fulton both coming mm-hmm. in from the draft. I think they're going to be an easy fill-in from Logan Ryan. That's just my opinion. Because like, if you think about it, that nickel roll that they were going to use Logan Ryan in, Chris Jackson's perfect for that. Or Chris yeah, Fulton, one of the is. two. And remember, we also have uh, Jonathan Joseph. I get it. He's older. I get it. Experience. He knows how to manipulate that defense. Yeah, he knows he how to cover to. people. You know what I mean? In the league for this long, you know how to cover a wide receiver pretty well. That's what I'm saying. So this he's Logan Ryan situation, of us not signing back, I get it. Huge asset to the team, but in return we got. Where did he three. go? Still unsigned. Hey, Logan Ryan. He's still unsigned. Still yeah, unsigned. No one signed him yet. Because he wants a ten plus million dollar deal, and that ain't happening. Similar to tackle, though, cornerback is also one of the yeah, hardest positions the to hardest adjust. As the Giants, yeah. my Giants, they took a great SEC cornerback, DeAndre Baker, and overrated. He, uh, he struggled. Well, every rookie cornerback struggles. He did not yet. He's he actually put a training camp. <laughs> <laughs> He's currently at training camp. Worn out for his arrest. <laughs> but uh, cornerbacks just take. It's a very hard position yeah, to translate, like, and they struggle early. It's so. definitely cornerbacks, tackles, and quarterbacks. Those are the yeah. three hardest positions in the NFL, and so I get that. Yeah, it's hard but for a rookie dude automatically just be filled into a great NFL player like immediately. It takes time. It'll be it'll be a tight race though. I, I bet they split. And on Bleach Report betting, they're like, it's very close. I think the Colts aren't projected, but it's like very, very close. Yeah, it's, it's like very close. Yeah. It it's is. hard. It's hard. Well, it just depends on injuries, too, yeah, right? If yeah. everyone can stay healthy. Imagine if Derrick Henry goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's not going to happen. Bottom line. Knock on wood. Hey, knock on wood if you're with me. John Gruden, knock on wood if you're with me. Exactly. Yeah. He ain't going down. All right. Now, transitioning, since we're all knocking on wood here. There are houses that are built with wood and cement and all the above. And I know the right people that are going to help you find the perfect dream home to live in. John Hobbs and Kristen Hobbs, the Hobbs Team Realty. If you want to live in Nashville, call these guys up. They, they are phenomenal. I've known them since I was a kid. I'm telling you guys, you're not going to regret it. They're going to get you your dream home. If you're not comfortable with going in on looking on Zillow, or looking on uh, whatever it is, the realtor.com or whatever it might be, Remax is your company to go with, and you make sure you go with John Hobbs and Kristen Hobbs, the Hobbs Team Realty. They'll get you your dream home no matter what. And uh, with speaking of dream homes, I'd say Nashville has probably some of the best sports teams with, you know, dream teams. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely got some hope in Nashville again with the teams. Yeah, I agree. And uh, now that we're back with that, um, I said we're going a little fancy. Cool. Yes, fantasy football. fantasy football. A little fancy. Some gyms. So fantasy bust. football's going to be taking a big hit with this. Are they letting people back in the stadiums yet? Have they said that? Uh, no. Yeah, they're, so, they're proposing a deal yeah. where you, it's it, like, I think, you have half on. capacity and you have to wear masks. Like, and I think it's so only for weird. Uh, the season ticket holders. I'm surprised. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that makes sense. I'm because, you know, the like, cardboard cutouts, you're yeah, going with the MLB yeah. and all the above. That's what they're doing, except with real people at the NFL. Yeah, okay. So, well, uh, yeah. starting with fantasy busts and gyms, I'm going to have Trey start it off. Trey, please take the wheel for the fantasy gyms and busts. What position? Let's see how we get let's position. Start, let's yeah, let's, let's yeah, position. position. We'll start yeah. positions. Top, so quarterback first. Yeah. Right. We'll say three each. Three people that we think are busts or people that we think yeah. are going to be breakouts or sleepers. Let's so, try to keep it brief, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Breakouts, I'm going to go Drew Locke. 
think Drew Locke will have a really good year. Joe Burrow, I think he'll have a great year. Yeah. For where you're going to draft yes, him, he's going undrafted, so you can draft him as your second backup quarterback. So. And honestly, my third, Cam Newton. He I could know. with the rush yards. Yep. People he forget could. how important rush yards it's are in fantasy. Right it's, it's a different playbook that mm-hmm. Belichick's going to have to do, deal with now because he's got yep. Cam, but the rush yards. those are my three breakouts. Know. Okay. Brian? QB. So similar to as pretty much the whole fantasy world, we'll say Drew Locke now, just with I mean loaded with weapons, great run running backs with Lindsey and Gordon, just loaded receivers, drafting Judy. I have a great tight end fan. Have a Hamp KJ Hampler from Ohio State, so just loaded, just complete pass offense. So second one for fantasy wise, Daniel Jones, as he was two touchdowns short of uh, Patrick Mahomes in the games they played, and also the rush yards add up. So this is the Giants are going to be similar to kind of how the Jacksonville Jaguars were a few years ago, where they're down every game, so a lot of attempts. So Daniel Jones is going to get those rush yards that add up, and then a lot of attempts. They may not win, but in fantasy, garbage points count as regular points. And third, a huge one that I will be having actually two a tie. Matt, both named Matt, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan. They're going to have the two highest pass. They're they're both saying I, no. I, I but, can agree with you with Stafford, but, but Ryan. But they're saying no because there's a difference between fantasy and real life. Matt Ryan's not going to be great, but they're going to have the highest passing offense. They're going to throw the ball more than any team. And Their defense sucks. Not play. They but they have two <laughs> elite no re- two elite receivers, <laughs> two elite receivers, and Calvin Ridley and Hilly Jones are going to throw the ball 50 times a game. They're just 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 I mean off attempts. He's going to be a top 12 quarterback. The Matt Stafford same. Yeah. Just off attempts last year, Matt Stafford was the third best quarterback before he got hurt. Also loaded with weapons. So those are my. Uh, Your sleepers. My three quarterbacks I'll be drafting in a lot of leagues or right. four-ish. I, mean, I definitely, um, definitely ones that I'm just gonna say ones that y'all haven't said. Kyler Murray. I mean, mm-hmm. I, if he high attempt I, offense. I know a too. lot of people are gonna probably say that, but uh, Kyler Murray is definitely, gonna, in my opinion, gonna have a breakout season. Uh, I predicted the Lamar Jackson MVP season. No big deal. I knew that was gonna happen, and I have a very strong feeling Kyler Murray's sophomore year with new receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Christian Kirk, very underrated wide receiver mm-hmm. in the slot, Great receiver. will also be coming into effect. I mean, then the, the pass forever, catching running backs and the forever great Larry Fitzgerald mm-hmm. to be there with him. And then also, I got to ride with my boy Joey Burrow. He's in a Easer. he's in one of the toughest divisions right now, but he's got two great receivers, a great running a back, a decent offensive line, and a and a great running back. A lot of people don't know this, but one of their first round picks I got hurt last season was uh, Alabama, Alabama left tackle Jonah Williams. He'll be coming back, and he got hurt in the, the first game, I believe, or maybe even preseason. preseason. So uh, he'll be coming back stronger than ever. Um, yeah, I'll say. What about you, Nick? Um, well, obviously they went to uh, the Super Bowl last year, but number one on my list would be uh, Jimmy G. That's uh, that's one of them. Uh, I think they have a big, big variety of uh, of you know threats on offense, um, especially tight end right there, right? What's Kittle. his name? Uh, Kittle. Kittle, that's right. He had some relations to someone ADP. in Nashville, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Going high, though. If you want him in fantasy, you got to reach for him get him early. Yeah. Um, I guess sleepers would hmm, – Gardner Minshew, maybe. Yeah, he gets the, the – you'll have high attempts, too. They'll be down every game. Minshew so. mania. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Their defense is atrocious. Yeah, deep. they will chuck it. And then lastly, I don't know, man. Uh, mm, uh, I don't know. I – Maybe for a third, I'm just going to go with my boy Dak just because the Mississippi State ties. I get the money situation. Chill out. I know Jack's not really happy with me about that comment, but Dak Prescott, just be watching out because, you know, he's, he has CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I mean. His ADP is rising, though. He's a fifth – he's a third quarterback going now right Gallup's after Mahomes. Yeah. Gallup. Like, he, he has Amari Cooper. He's got some – 
he's got some, you know, options. You know what I mean? So those are my top three quarterbacks. Um, let's kind of let's go to wide receivers. Oh, I forgot, Jack. You've been so quiet. My bad. Please give me your no top worries. three here. Um, well, my first quarterback. It depends if he's the starter or not. Justin Herbert, first round pick. Because the Chargers... I've heard they're not going to start him, but you never know. If, might, if gonna he go, does yeah. start, he's got incredible wide receivers, Keenan Allen. Um, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. He's got Hunter arm. Henry. He can and he's chuck got Eckler. Football. Yeah, Eckler's not um, okay. So if he's the starter, nice. you might want to pick him up. He might be a rookie, but I think... Second, Carson Wentz. People forget. Absolutely not. Two years ago, he's before he tore his, his ACL, he was <laughs> the, the first person... To win the MVP, if he would have stayed stayed healthy, yeah, he MVP season. Keyword if. I mean, but yeah. carry on. Your third, please. Third, I got to go. Kyler Murray with uh, beast. Yeah. With all my fans. With Hopkins. Checking, he's he's gonna be beast. And consistent, Larry Fitz, my guy. Yeah. He'll catch anything yeah. you throw at him. Great. You know what I mean? We've been in the league for 15 years and still catching routes. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to wide receivers because there's a lot of wide receivers that. Literally, they'll go undrafted, and you pick them up off the waiver wire, and they'll be like your best wide receiver especially out there. Especially PPR, man. Yeah, especially PPR. Catch, so, every catch matters. Trey, give me your wide receivers. Come on. How many do I get? Three? Let's say I'm gonna three, give six. Or, okay, six. Yeah, well, I say like three busts and three sleepers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Three busts, three sleepers. That's exactly where I want to go with that. Thank All you, right, Well, Brian. let me start with the sleepers then. All right. Because I can go – I think DK Metcalf mm-hmm. is going to have a fantastic year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I like DJ Moore. He's got mm-hmm. Teddy. As He's quarterback a beast. Now. He was a twelfth. He was like, the twelfth receiver in fantasy last year. I like him a He's lot. A beast. And third, mm. Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I know they really he was don't have great a quarterback last year. last year, but he was great last year without I mean, a quarterback. Yeah, imagine if they had a quarterback. Exactly. Also so he could be even yeah. better. And then three, for my three busts, uh, Julian Edelman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without Brady. Mm-hmm. Well, Cam, you never know. Thielen, maybe. Adam Thielen always had a hamstring problem last year. I had him. On, I had him, Juju and Thielen on my team. Went down the <laughs> Both, drain yeah. quick. Yeah, had Thielen only played eight games last year, or something like that. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a bust. Allen, Josh Allen, Allen has a lot. bad deep ball, very inconsistent. Yeah. So so Edelman, Thielen. And Diggs. All right, my, give, my three busts. Give me your right. gems, Trey. I think I know who your number one gem is, but go on. You already said, oh, said, said Oh, those three. are your three gems? No, those are my three busts. I already said my three breakouts. Oh, oh, yeah. that was before. My bad, my bad. Sorry, yeah. my Dude, bad. Right. Cut that out the podcast. We'll, we'll cut that one out. <laughs> um, go ahead, Brian. All right, so my three busts. First, Odell Beckham. He's always drafted early. Jarvis Landry <laughs> beats him out every year. Baker sucks. Jarvis Landry beat him out this past year. People... <laughs> It's it's not Jarvis, really his Jarvis fault. Jarvis has slept on. It's not yeah. Jarvis every year his beats his ADP, but it's not really Odo's fault that Baker just can't find him when he's open. Second, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my God, he's going like third or fourth overall, and his volume is never going to happen again. He was getting like 12, 15 targets a game on Texans. That's just not. I mean, as we've said earlier, the Cardinals just have too many options. They, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury spreads the ball around. Options everywhere. Kirk, Kenyon Drake, like uh, Larry Fitzgerald. So I just he'll be great, but he's not going to get the volume, and you need volume yeah. in fantasy. So that's two. And the third one, Mike Evans. There's just too many options. He's going like – Really? He's going late first round. You, there's just with – he always gets up with the touchdowns, but now you got Godwin, Gronk, like just O.J. Howard still. It's too many options. Like, that's true. There's just too many options. So for my three receivers that I really want, Calvin Ridley for sure. I'm taking him in every – he was awesome last year. He's going to get great volume. Yeah. 
Galladay, he was when Stafford was healthy, he was oh, insane. Yeah, but he did too. trail off as he had like Jeff Driscoll, absolute horrible quarterbacks. Everyone forgets about him. And third, he poor guy Allen Robinson never had a quarterback. Last year he finished eight in fantasy for receivers. Gets a thousand yards, ten touchdowns. Like he's he's just a lock for something like that. And he doesn't have Trubisky, thank God. Probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. And, I mean, even if Foles is bad, he can't be as bad as Trubisky. So those are three receivers I really want. Also, uh, two receivers, deep sleepers that I really want in every league are Preston Williams. He was great for the first games before he got hurt. Ahead of Dante Parker, has a better quarterback in Tua. And Alan Lazard on the Packers, you got to get him. Like, they didn't address receiver at all. Like, Aaron Rodgers has to throw some besides Devontae Adams. I'll be getting him late in every league. Okay. Alex? I'll start off with my bust. I think uh, one of the first ones is Cortland Sutton. I'm not a. Yeah. I'm definitely not a Drew Locke guy. I don't really think he's gonna have this break. I don't know why, what everyone sees. He had like, he threw a couple of touchdowns in Missouri. Congrats. Um, uh, other than that, he also has Judy to worry about. A lot I think, of options. I think Jerry Judy is really gonna. I think he's ten times better than Cortland Sutton. He's the real deal. And Noah Fant, he's gonna be one. Of, he's probably gonna be a beast tight end this season, especially in PPR. Another one I'm thinking of is also Stephon Diggs. You know, Josh Allen can't really throw the ball down the field consistently well. Um, and then another one is uh, Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf is going to take over that offense. Uh, Russell does seem to favor him a little bit, uh, but the deep balls have been going to Tyler Lockett. And they're a run-heavy team. But, uh, yeah, but now, but now that DK has kind of established himself, maybe they'll be looking at him. Because DK can easily stretch the field. I mean, he's a, just a freak athlete. And, uh, going into my sleepers, I'm just going to hit you with two. Just uh, Preston Williams. Like Brian said, he's uh he was doing better than Devontae Parker was before he got hurt. He's a real threat. Like he I think pretty sure he went undrafted. I mean mm-hmm. he's hungry. He did, he yeah. Undrafted. A lot of people. A lot of targets. And, uh, Deontay Johnson from the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh now that Ben Roethlisberger is coming back healthy and you know, Juju's still gonna they're gonna they're act like I, in my opinion, I don't think Juju's good enough to be a number one. He is an amazing number two to Antonio Brown when he was still playing. That is why Juju shines so much. I mean when it, when you're right next to Antonio Brown and you have the skill set that Juju has then you're going to look really good. But then once it's all by yourself, it's going to be going to be hard to balance out. But they're going to treat him like he's number one, and Deontay Johnson fits perfectly in that number two system. And yeah. Ben likes to throw the ball around. That offense spreads it out very nicely. All right. Well, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with mine, and then we'll hit back to Jack here. Um, so my, I guess, bust, my first one I have is Jalen Rigger. For the, the new Eagles. draft pick for Philly. I think, yeah. listen. Too many mouths to feed. They got Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. Like. But, like, here's the thing is that, like, I get it. He's a Speed. rookie. He's going to bring a lot of potential. He has the same stature as Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. If you think about it. <laughs> yeah. And what Nelson Aguilar do for Philly? Yeah. They have a lot of mouths to feed. Not much. Not much, in my <laughs> opinion. Did they, get, did, did they get them to the Super Bowl? <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Did it get it to him, Super Bowl, Jack? I'm, this is a direct answer. Yes or no? No. Okay, exactly. My point exactly. Um, my next, I, I'd say, bust would be, I mean, I love him, but Corey Davis, a dud. <laughs> that, that could be a bust yep. here. Um, and then for a third, that's a tough one. It has to be somebody that is, you know what? I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders because – they just got that new uh, draft pick, Brandon Ayuk, out mm-hmm. of uh, Arizona State, I believe. Yep. He's literally just a younger. Good get. Younger, ex- faster. Exactly. So that's my three busts and my three gems is one of them is Henry Ruggs, the third, out of Vegas. I think he'll be pretty good with that new Mariota, mm-hmm. Derek Carr situation, whatever they're doing over there. I, I like it. I like the idea. I like what they're doing. Go ahead, Jack. I'm sure it's Jerry Judy. 
No, Henry Ruggs is on the. No, Henry Ruggs is the first wide receiver. Jerry Judy's taken. on, Jerry Judy's uh, on the Denver Broncos. Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver taken. Mm-mm. Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver taken. Yeah. No, Judy's yeah. on Denver. Check it. Judy's wrong. in Denver. Yeah, look it up, buddy. Judy's done. I'll put <laughs> twenty on it. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a hundred on it. Let's all put twenty here for you. Yeah. <laughs> what? Jerry Judy. Denver. Henry. What? That's incorrect. That is incorrect. That's the most incorrect thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that, what? That's Ryan, lying to you. He me. lives in your house. I guess so. What? What's, what? What's what picture did you show me? That was so wrong. Why did you pull it up and it said Jerry Judy on the Raiders? Like, just what? look up Jerry. Why are you looking up the number? Just look up Jerry yeah, Judy exactly. to see what you yeah. What? what? <laughs> you looked, I was like, what? Am I wrong? <laughs> what, what? You edited no, something real quick. If I could huh? add one more bust, Jerry Judy's on my bust list. Really? Yeah. I I don't know why. Like I'm with Trey. I'm not a big Drew Locke guy. It, Alex said that. Alex said that. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, Trey. I'm sorry. I'm with you, Alex. I'm not a big Drew Locke guy. I don't see him really doing much production. He has uh, a lot of talent around him, and I mean, he's a got a good arm. But exactly, but we'll see. let's just see. You know, it's all all about once, what to see. He, he didn't play much. He played towards the end of the season. And once yeah. teams really start to see your game and they can see what your tendencies are, yeah. And if you can't switch up quickly and react faster, yeah, then you're gonna get exposed and you're gonna so, start throwing a lot more picks and get sacked more. I'm with you on that. So the thing is, is now is I have two more gyms left. I picked Brandon Ayuk. Right now, my next gym would be. I don't know. I'm trying to think here. I know. I'm, I know my number one, but my number two's got to be like Larry Fitz. Always a consistent gym. Uh, and then my number one for sure, AJ Brown. He's oh, yeah. my he's my number That's one your gym. Boy? It's got to be my boy. It's Nashville <laughs> podcast. I gotta incorporate <laughs> my guy. And plus, I'm not just saying because it's the Nashville podcast. I'm legit saying it because like he's uh, that good. What's up, Landon? You know, we spoke earlier about Johnny Hobbs and uh, Kristen Hobbs, the Hobbs Realty Group. The guy just walked in, the son of the man, yeah. Landon Hobbs. You want to give him a little plug real quick, Landon, about uh, John A's? You want <laughs> yeah, to, like you did last time? Go ahead. Uh, everyone got to John A's, Music Valley by Opry Mills. Uh, they're open Thursday to Sunday, not 4 to 10. Check them out. There you go. There's double ads right there for you. Uh, so we kind of got our quarterbacks our wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to sum this down a little bit. One running back, your gym. No bust, just Ooh. a gym. And actually, one gym and bust. Okay. Yeah, one of each. And uh, that's about it. That's okay, how it, bust, that's... first off the bat, easy. Clyde Edwards, so they're going at the end of the first round. He's, what do you mean? He's not even starting. There's a fighting words out here. I knew they would say that because they, they haven't done any mock drafts for you to see. For guys Clyde, listening. Where's he going? So Troy, they haven't done mock drafts. They haven't done mock drafts. That's why he's... End of the first round, he's going above no, Josh he's Jacobs, uh, he's not into Joe Mixon. Yeah, he is. That's oh, yeah. Because people, <laughs> okay. people are like, oh, I want Patrick Mahomes. Like, all right, well, what about Damian Williams? Damian Williams is a Super Bowl yeah, hero. You got other options, and people are just crazy ADP. It's like, who would ever take, like, well, I mean. Okay, we'll keep going, keep going. Oh, also huge, another huge bust, Aaron Jones. He had like 18 touchdowns, never again, gonna happen again. Okay, give us your gym. He, he had 50% of his Dear production God. in two games. Okay, so a running back I want in every league, Todd Gurley, he'll get a lot of volume because they don't have anyone else. Brian. <laughs> what do you say? You don't have these words mixed up right now? Right. Because, um, because, so they, volume. Who's, who's he's the backup? He's not gonna play if there's not like a. He's got no out. knees. Who, but who's the other running back? No yeah, one. Edo Smith. Edo, yeah, my point. He's gonna get volume. He's gonna get, and David Montgomery. Not if he's not playing. Not if he's sitting out because he's a little baby. They're gonna make him play because he signed his contract. They That's not. All right. I think Trey, Jack, and I, and Alex can all agree 
that uh, Brian's not coming back on the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, they don't understand fantasy line. football. They don't understand volume. Saying. You need volume and ADP. You need ADP is important and volume. Target least fifth round pick. He's going to get 20 carries a game. He is not going to get 20 carries a game. What do you mean? No, who's going to get the ball? Name me a running back on that team. Ito Smith. Oh, yes, they will give Ito Smith the ball. Yeah. You just don't understand. And, okay, we'll see. We, we will see. Especially if Todd Gurley is not going to play because he wants to be a little baby. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Draft Clyde Edwards Hilaire in your first I'm round well, pick. Don't do that. Brian, can you please just give us our, your gym? You're, you're kind of scaring me. Oh, I said Todd Gurley, but oh, another gym. Oh, oh, Kenyon Drake. Oh, I love Kenyon. High, high powered offense, a lot of catches. But I assume that's just a PPR pick for you. No, well, all he's the only running back they have. Okay. And last year was awesome when he played. He got a lot of touchdowns. Okay. High touchdown okay. offense, just like the Falcons, a lot of touchdowns. Okay. So, Alex? Someone uh, has to score. I'll throw out my gym. Austin Eckler, absolute beast. <laughs> With Tyrod Taylor as quarterback? Come on. <laughs> He's going to get half central. the catches. No, he's down central. Central. He runs the ball instead of checks it down. Look at the Bills. Who was the Bills running back to check down to? Not McCoy. McCoy had his worst years on the Bills with Tyrod Taylor. Get out of here. Said, These kids want to argue said. with me. Don't even know he volume. Said. What is volume? He's the only Eckler was great because Rivers piece. would check down. Who's going to check down to him? Not Tyrod Taylor. Yes, he will. Tyrod averages like 20 attempts a game. Rivers is 50. <laughs> Tony, fantasy football is uh, all volume. Is, they don't, all volume, fantasy football. You know the quarterback doesn't call every play. And you think Tyrod Taylor calls his own plays? He's not going to check down, though. Rivers does. Rivers noodle arm, check down, check down. Moving oh. on. Moving yeah, on. Moving on. All right, uh, I think uh, pretty good bust. Uh, I'm with uh, Brian on the Aaron Jones. Uh, definitely 18 touchdowns isn't happening again. Yeah. Or another <laughs> one. Um, let me think real quick. Melvin Gordon, I don't know how Philip Lindsay's a better running back than him in my opinion. Completely agree Definitely with that. Definitely more versatile than him. Completely agree. Melvin Gordon was under four yards of carry, so. Exactly, man, exactly. So, uh, that is that your bust? You, yeah, you got a gym for us? I already gave it. Oh, you did? Austin Eckley. I'm sorry. I did, the hearing with these but headphones. But they drafted a Josh Kelly. Do you think he, he's not going to eat into the workload? Um, they spent an early pick on him. Let's see. Early pick on Clyde Edwards Elaine. I have to think usage. They're gonna share, uh, just like Eckler's gonna go? share. Eckler's going first round pick. Yeah, so my uh, is he? my mm-hmm. bust, yeah. my bust is gonna MP, be yeah, yes, yeah, he's like Fournette. Fournette, I think he's gonna be a bust, and I also That's think Marlon Mack's gonna be a bust. Too. Fournette, huge bust. Their Fournette. offense just sucks. Poor guys. Gem wise, gem wise, I do. I like Breida this year on Miami. Oh yeah. Breida oh yeah. Nice. And um. Edwards Elair, I really do think Edwards Elair is going to be the guy in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah he's small, but he's a good pass catcher out the backfield. Perfect. You, check can, you can give him the ball in the backfield. But too. I'm saying, where you draft him, you have to take him in front of every like well, every player. Okay. You have to take him over. He's a, Honestly, he's a sleeper though, so you take him late round. No, but he goes he goes in the end of round one though is what I'm saying. Like for where Who's he goes. Pick him in the first round. A lot of uh, everyone that buys him, the Chiefs. Do you have to do a mock draft and you'll see how like <sighs> that's. Brian. Would you rather have yeah, like? Can you give me like a Tylenol? Who would you, so, would you rather have Julio yeah, Jones or Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Julio's hey. not going the same spot as Clyde Edwards. I'd say Julio's probably one point eight. Edwards is probably one ten. One. You got some like baby aspirin or something. Mm-hmm. I just like Brian's giving me a headache, man. Unbelievable. You guys Brian need to do some mock fantasy. drafts Brian's and see like, the ADP. Brian fantasy league three years ago. I think he's hot shit. Alex, <laughs> you haven't won. Have you won a league that I was in with you? Yes, the one that you paid me, little boy. No, Alex Frills won that. No, I won it. All right, he won. He came in first, but I won the whole thing. Excuse I won the tournament. Me. Excuse boy. me. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. This kid's came in first. This kid. Okay, draft, draft Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, I think it's. I think it's my turn. Thank you. Um, I'd have to say like my bust, definitely David Johnson. Yep. Definitely David Johnson. I don't know why that name has not been addressed yet. Uh, and then obviously my gym. Whew, it's tough. But. Four from the Titans. 
I can't see. I already did AJ Brown. I can't go Derrick Henry. Oh, I'm dumb. He's right. Darlington Evans. Obviously, so I could see him being like a Kenyon Drake. Obviously, I see it happening. Trey, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, yeah. Darlington Evans is my my gym, my hidden gym. All right, that's all I'm going with. Darlington Evans is my gym, and my bust is definitely uh, David Johnson. Bottom line, Jack. Please, go towards the microphone and say your piece. All right, so you guys aren't going to like these two these two busts that I have. But what you bust number one, because he's obviously a first-round pick, Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's not only is a first-round pick, he's, a f- he's going he's really not, fourth overall and no, fourth or fifth. What? You're drafting with children, I feel like. <laughs> what do you mean? You're not drafting with grown men. He's going fourth or fifth overall in fantasy. Name me <laughs> who? Who's picking him fourth? Everyone. <laughs> what do you mean everyone? What no, do you, he's not. Because running back's the most important position. It goes Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey in that order. Then the fourth is Alvin always Clark. that one. But he was horrible he last year. Kamara was horrible last year. He got hurt. He was different. That's, I'm just saying okay, that's, continue, you guys need Jack. to do a mock draft yeah, and see this. We haven't done one yet. Please. It's crazy. Brian, Brian four. Are you stupid. are now like, you can take out that earpiece and you can go sit on the couch. But you guys haven't done a single <laughs> mock draft yet, though. You can take the earpiece out. You got to do a mock draft baseball. and see where people are going. Let's let your brother speak. You can't call a guy a, a bust that's going like this late. Or you gotta, yeah, I get you. I get you. Go ahead. Go it's right. value and fantasy. Value and volume. I'm done. Unless you say something crazy like this kid. All right, uh, I have another bust for you, and it's going to be because he's another first-round pick, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, exactly. he goes he's, going too high, like I said. Yeah, he's way, he's way too high. Can I counter MVP. that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would have to say with the inconsistency of the quarterback position in New Orleans, I believe they'll rely more on Alvin Kamara. I get it. Drew is very veteran-esque. He is consistent. I think he had like I two it. picks last season. I know, I know, but what I'm saying Inconsistent, is, okay. Uh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is off the momentum of all these offseason pickups with possibly Taysom Hill leaving, but they re-signed him. Oh, they got him. Yeah. And then the fact that they signed Jameis. Let's get a dub. That's the dumbest thing ever. Great. One of the best <laughs> signings of all of the uh, agency uh, right there. But, like, the thing is, like, there's... Teddy Bridgewater 2.0. Oh, they're <laughs> opposites. They're kidding. polar I'm opposites. Kidding. They're Teddy actually Roosevelt polar opposites. Roosevelt is on its own category. Teddy Bridgewater has a brain. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, that's just me. But go polar on. opposite players. Yeah, I just don't think he can be a bell cow. He's too soft. Wow. Too, too injury prone. Wow. Coming from the UT student right now, that... One of your hey, like him though, I will be avoiding him from where he's going. Rather have Jacobs and Mixon, and they're going about the same range as him. I just think more carries, more workload. All right, Brian, okay. It's my time to talk. Um, go on, go on. And then my gem uh, is going to be Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I Le'Veon like Le'Veon Bell. If, if Adam Gates isn't the coach, then yes, <laughs> I would definitely believe in Le'Veon Bell. But Adam Gates is probably the worst coach in the NFL, yeah. and he's definitely holding that whole team back. Well, we've talked fantasy. We've got it done. What else are we missing, fellas? Anything? You're right. Oh, yeah. He's right. UFC. Now talk a little bit about the UFC, baby. Some fights coming up. There's some fights coming up. This right. Wednesday, we got Fight Island 3. Main event, Whitaker versus Darren Till. Oh, that's tomorrow. Saturday. No, it's Wednesday. Is it Saturday? No, it is tomorrow. You're right. Yeah. It is tomorrow. Fight Island 3. Whitaker <laughs> versus Darren Till. That's going to be a brawl fest. Whitaker is going to rearrange that guy's face. July 25th, by the way. Yeah. By the time people hear this, this pod probably will be out by Monday. So that's oh, so I'll give my prediction real quick. Whitaker yeah. will knock him out in the second round. Okay, I'll make sure to put that on the... And uh, Gustafson's returning. He's going up to heavyweight to fight a former heavyweight champion in Verdum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Verdum's around 40, a little bit of... I don't know why he's still around. It's kind of sad to see a guy still fighting in his 40s. But I think Gustafson's going to give him some pretty nice hands as well. Probably knock out in the first. 
Jack? Yeah. Uh, I, Gustafson was a beast at light heavyweight, and he was a big light heavyweight. Mm. Fought five rounds with John Jones, literally almost won. So, mm. I, easy money for him. Easy money? That's easy. Doom. Bet the house. Bet oh, the house on Gustafson. Bet the mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> bet the mortgage. <laughs> there's also, I think there's also, there is a guy who is a minus 1,200 favorite. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I'm telling you, this, this, he had his UFC debut on Fight Island 2. Right after the fight, mm. he goes up to Dana White and says, I want to fight as soon as possible. Like, he's a, like a Russian, but he's fighting out of Sweden. And he goes up and says a little Russian voice, like, I want to fight as soon as possible. Put me up against anyone. I don't care. I want to fight. You want to hear something? The, yeah. It's minus 1,400 it's now. 1,400 now? Yeah. This guy is going to absolutely dominate. He, is a, he fought at, I want to say he fought at middleweight, which is 185. But his natural weight is 170, which is welterweight. And he, he's, he's, he's a big boy. And he's a Khabib-type fighter. He's going to yeah. get on you, and he's going to ground and pound. If I can pronounce <laughs> yeah. his name correctly, it's Kamzat Kimave? I think the K is Kame? silent. I think it's like oh, is it? So it's Hamzat? Yeah, like, like Hamzat. Yeah. Okay, kind of like that? All right. And he fought last week. He fought at like 185, two, yeah. and now he's fighting at 170. And he's a beast. He's if he animal. wins, it'll be the uh, fastest First. turnaround uh, in UFC history. Oh, is that Khabib 2.0? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy's a freak. That guy's a freak. That guy's a freak. That guy was just. <sighs> if, 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 relentless. If, relentless type of pressure, all raining down fist 24 7. So, also, um, UFC 252 Two. is coming up. DC versus Mia Chit 3. Mm. That's going to be an interesting one. I, I, really, I really don't know. Um, Sugar Show Sean O'Malley is yeah, going to open up the main <laughs> card. That's my guy, that's, that's, that's my guy too. He's a, he's a beast. He looks like 6'9", but, I mean, he'll wreck your face. I'm like, that guy will. Um, but, yeah, Sugar Show. I'd bet the house on Sugar Show knocking <laughs> him out. Yeah, he's like a, he's probably like uh, a he's, he's, he's betting he's I can't remember the name, but it's not someone uh, too Cheeto, well known. Yeah, not someone too well known around. Um, definitely a good journeyman to fight, but he's probably gonna toss him around and knock his ass out. Uh, I think they might move Sugar Sean to the uh, co-main event for that fight. Really? Really? Yeah, I mean they have to after the last fight. Yeah. Yeah, he's everyone saw that highlights. Yeah, he did. Dropped Mr. Mustache to the floor. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, we had DC versus Miacic three. Who you got? I hate to go against my boy DC, but Miacic is, is gonna get him. Okay. DC's out here like just living life. He, there's no way. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean he's definitely last, still a fighter. Last fight ever. This is his last win. fight. He's going out. I know he has to win, but <laughs> he's been living life recently. I don't know if oh, he has yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, he definitely has him. But sitting yeah. in that broadcasting chair, yeah. he's kind of gaining some That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's obviously, he's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. yeah, he's a obviously he'll get weight. You know, it's not weight. There's no really weight to get. I think it's like 285. No, I mean, like to trim off some. Yeah, little you got to trim off a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah, fighting shape. Like I said, yeah, I hate to go against my boy DC. I love DC as a commentator, and that'll be his calling after this match. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I'm going with Miocic for sure. Go ahead, Jack. I, in the first one, Miocic, I think he had like 12 body shots. Mm. I think uh, DC's not going to get hit with that many body shots. So really? I, th- I think DC's well, winning. DC kind of got decision. him. DC, really? It's going to be a wrestling match for it's five gonna be a decision. Really? Okay, okay. Because DC kind of got a, like a surprising knockout in the first one. And yeah, then the did. second one, Miocic was just all over him. All over him. So hey, that's what I'm thinking. He dominated. Yeah. Herb Dean is going to be the referee <laughs> for this be, match. It has to be. It has to be, right? Yeah. I mean... If Herb Dean's gonna be in there, it, it's about to be a very good match. What are you doing there, Bobby? A little heart. Herb, a little yeah. heart. You like Herb? Yeah. No, he Didn't, has to be. Yeah, Herb. he has to be. Trey, please elaborate. Miocic, easy. Mm. All right. The heavyweight champ, man. 
Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, like it, I said, DC's been sitting ringside, yep. bro, just watching everything. Another, another thing about Miacic, one of the one of the few men to beat Francis Ngannou. Beat That's, Francis yeah, Ngannou. That's dominated true. him for five rounds. Really? Yeah. He beat Francis Ngannou. Another uh, fight I want to hear you guys take on. It's a. Uh, Paulo Costa is fighting. Mm, uh, that's, but that's not Izzy this Adesanya. one. That's not this next yeah, no, one. It, it's yeah. a, it's two, that's two fifty three. Two fifty three is looking very stacked. The main event's supposed to be. That's supposed to be Geishi Khabib. That's mm-hmm. that's what they're lining it up for. The main event, and the co-main event's probably going to be Izzy, Izzy Costa. And then I've heard that Jorge and McGregor are supposed to fight. Yeah, I've, I've heard But that I mean, too. if if there's no fans, I don't think McGregor's going to fight. No <laughs> he, fans. he needs the yeah, attention. He, he needs. That. He needs. He wants that he ticket wants that share. PPV. Yeah, he wants yeah. the pay-per-view shares. All the ticket shares. But yeah, I'm talking Izzy, Izzy versus Costa. Whew. I really don't know, man. Paulo Costa is a beast, but yeah. Izzy, he's also. Uh, I'm going with Izzy. I think it's going to be a five round brawl. Izzy's not easy to knock out. Paulo's going to be coming at him super hard. Izzy's a technical striker. If anything, uh, Costa gets knocked out in the fourth. Yeah. And then um, Khabib versus Gaethje. I'm taking yeah, Gaethje. I'm really? betting the house on Gaethje. Really? I'm betting it. I'm wow. telling you. That's a People, hot take. That is. Thinking, I'll, I'll say it. I'll bet. I'll bet the house on it. His whole uh, career, and he was a national champ wrestler, yeah, and the whole and the whole reason. But he's not. He, he he wasn't a offensive wrestler. He was just stuff takedowns his whole career. That's what. That's legit. What his whole national championship caliber wrestling was based off of stuffing takedowns the whole time. And that if you can stuff Khabib's takedowns the yeah, whole time, if you get in, you saw it against McGregor and Khabib fights, too. Nobody stopped his takedowns. Yeah, because he hasn't. He, it's true. It's it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so like, if it gets to the fourth, fifth rounds, you saw it in the McGregor Khabib fight too. Uh, Khabib slows down a little bit. He is human, and he'll slow <laughs> down and take the pressure off. Khabib. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Easy money. Yeah. Easy money. Now we are we were talking about two fifty three a little bit. Let's kind of talk about two fifty two. Give me your predictions on the main event. What round? If it's going to decision, you said decision. Trey, give me it to me. Knockout. Who? <laughs> Who's fighting again? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, knockout me Really? Yeah. What round, though? Fifth. Fifth? Okay. Jack, you think it's decision time? Decision. Okay. Yeah. Bobby? Decision DC? Yeah. You're DC all the way. I'm going decision. I'm going split decision, Miacic. Um, yep, I'm going split decision. I'm calling because yep. some judge is going to be like, oh, DC, uh, you won this round. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, DC will probably, I'm calling right now, DC's going to win the first two, Miacic the last three. Uh, probably going to go DC, Miacic, DC, Miacic, Miacic. I uh, don't think he's going to ride off in the sunset with the belt. Nope. Does a wouldn't does, that be cute? Wouldn't that that be awesome. Does Dana White got something fixed up? Is no, this they nah, there's, I know. I'm just I'm joking. I'm no, joking. It's beat Dana's butt. This isn't WWE. I know. I'm kidding. This ain't no Vince McMahon type stuff. No, but I think I think uh, Mitchell to decision. I think that that's probably a good bet. And then Safe you, bet right now. Oh yeah. But until the time comes, if we do another pod before then, I'm definitely gonna give it probably a different decision. So, all right. All right, fellas. I think that's that's it. There's awesome. nothing else to talk about. We. We've covered it all. And just to let you guys know, it's been a short hour and 15 minutes. Wow. Great. Hope yeah. y'all enjoyed that one. Yeah, that, this is an action-packed pod with all the guys back before we go back to school. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. If you want to catch anything else about the Nick Frazier podcast, we are on Instagram, and we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, uh, YouTube, a lot of previous episodes are on there. About to upload some new stuff, and uh, yeah, we're gonna expand to other social media platforms. 
And uh, we'll see you guys soon again on the next episode. Thanks for joining in and have a good one.